Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome to the BCP podcast. Let's talk conspiracy in Georgia. Let's talk about the fact that the Democrats, the Marxists, the treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards had a very good plan to steal the election of 2020. I think tomorrow we're going to revisit more information when it comes to Michigan, but with President Trump's sham indictment in Georgia, let me show you why this is all going down in Georgia. Georgia was a, let's, uh, it was platinum level, platinum level operation when it comes to Joe Biden and his people, his controllers, his handlers, the people uh, pulling the strings, stealing the election of 2020. Let's look at Georgia. Let me remind you that this is not a Republican versus Democrat thing. This is a swamp establishment thing versus we the people. And Georgia is a perfect example of Republicans who are really Democrat operatives or Marxist operatives fooling people. Here is the former GOP lieutenant general of Georgia cheering on the ridiculous false indictment of President Trump. Listen to what he says, a very, very key phrase here, if you're paying attention. And I'm paying attention, and I'm going to share it with you. This feels different. Uh, you know what? Donald Trump did his, did his most damage in Georgia. Uh, he sucked the soul out of the Republican Party here. Uh, he sucked the morality out of the Republican Party, the fiscal responsibility out of the Republican Party. He, he, he sucked our winning percentage out of the Republican Party. He's taken everything from us, and it is our turn to take it back. Right. It's our turn to win elections based on the policies that we think we're better on. This is the prime spot for us to take Joe Biden to the woodshed and call him out for not running the border right, not protecting our communities, not putting our best foot forward internationally. These are our moments in time. But if we make this about the three ring circus of Donald Trump, we will lose, lose and lose again. You make a good point that. Did you catch that? It's it's an opportunity for us to take our party back. Take our party back. President Trump was bad for the Republican Party in Georgia. How is that when he was absolutely popular with the Republican voting base? That's the point here, folks. They don't represent Republican voters. They represent the Republican establishment, which is part of the Uniparty. Uh, That was Jeff Duncan. Okay. Let's not forget what happened during the 2020 elections in Georgia. Let's go down memory lane. This is CBS reporting on breaking news. And when I say breaking news, I mean a breaking or broken water pipe. Remember that, Georgia? Let me remind you, lest you forget, 
And for those that didn't see this or don't remember this, this may come as an eye-opener. I'm pretty sure those of you probably watching this, unless you got red-pilled in the last three years, will remember this very unfondly. We've also got some breaking news right now, so we want to check in with CBS's Mark Strassman. He is in Georgia, where they're having a big problem counting some of the votes. Mark? Nora, this is a, uh, an election return watch party uh, here on the edge of Atlanta. These are mostly excited Democrats because when's the last time Georgia thought of itself as a battleground state? After a record early returns and, a, and essentially a day of problem-free voting, there is now a hitch in the tabulation of votes. I'm standing in Fulton County. Fulton County includes a chunk of Atlanta. Downtown Atlanta is State Farm Arena where the Atlanta Hawks play. They are tabulating the absentee ballots of Fulton County, Georgia's most populous county. A water pipe has broken inside the arena. They had counted 86,000 absentee ballots. We don't know how many more they have yet to tabulate, but all the tabulation of those ballots has now stopped. We're told by election officials they may not finish tabulating those votes for a day or two. So depending how close the rest of the state is, we may not know the result of this critical battleground state for another day or two. That is because, again, a water pipe has broken in State Farm Arena. State Farm Arena is where they were counting the absentee ballots of Georgia's most populous county. And now the tabulation has stopped. Big development here. But Mark, wow. do you know how many how many ballots we're talking about? What that means? We don't know. We, we've, we've asked that question, Gail, and we haven't got an answer for that yet. We, we know that there were 86,000, but apparently it's a very labor-intensive process. And what they are telling us is that it's going to take a day or two, which oh, suggests boy. to me that they have a lot to go. No, which suggests to us that this was a rigging operation. And for those of us that saw this, we're like, oh, what President Trump is talking about, what we were fearing is coming before us. And then, of course, we saw what really happened with the Freemans. The Georgia poll walkers, poll, poll workers, not poll workers like strip club, <laughs> but poll workers, uh, Miss Freeman and her daughter. Let's go down what happened that night, as reported by One America News, which, because they reported on these things, are no longer on DirecTV and others. You see, when you report and talk about the truth, you get silence. Let's continue walking down this memory lane. Very, very important. Folks, I'm, I'm, I'm reminding you of these things because it's very important on what's going on right now with this ridiculous RICO case against President Trump, Mark Meadows, and others in Fulton County, Georgia. Stuffed with ballots, footage analyzed by Gateway Pundit reveals Freeman apparently scanning the same stack of ballots over and over again. Surveillance cameras show these poll workers watched and waited until the GOP observers and reporters had left the room before they resumed scanning their ballots. These four workers then continued counting uninterrupted for over three hours until sometime after one in the morning. During this time, Ruby Freeman, as seen here in this video, repeatedly scanned the same batch of ballots at least three times, which is highly illegal, and it's all captured on tape. 
Freeman was working with her daughter, Andrea Moss, who was also her election supervisor and was also caught on camera as one of the four workers who remained behind after election monitors were forced to leave the building. Georgia's officials have made serious efforts to dismiss the evidence presented on these videos, but so far there has been no explanation as to why Ruby Freeman scanned the same ballots multiple times, nor why they remained behind while the rest of the building was evacuated. Lawyers said it's highly unusual for anyone to store briefcases full of ballots under tablecloths, and it's not clear when those briefcases were delivered or why Ruby Freeman and her daughter waited until GOP observers left before they got them out. Based on the number of ballots observed in the briefcases and the number of times Ruby Freeman scanned the same set of ballots, experts say they could easily account for the sudden and mysterious spike in votes for Joe Biden. Pearson Sharp, One American News. Well, that's exactly what happened. And it was part of this voter fraud operation. The most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. So the water pipe breaks, they send everybody out, and then Ruby Freeman and her daughter start scanning and doing things. And then lo and behold, when the count is back and there are no GOP observers, Biden supposedly won the state. Now, you'll recall a very important thing here is said in this report that they showed this image of Governor Brian Kemp, Republican Governor Brian Kemp. Georgia's officials have made serious efforts to dismiss the evidence presented on these videos. Governor Kemp, among those who tried to dismiss the evidence on the video, they got away with it. They got away with it. And the mother and daughter who were found guilty of this were awarded presidential medal. Mother and daughter Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss will be recognized at the nation's capital for their work during the 2020 election while facing adversity. They were there publicly, publicly given thank you for helping Joe Biden win the election through rigging and fraud. A signal to the masses that when you work on the side of the deep state, Not only will you get away with it, we will publicly let everyone know that we are in power and that you are not only protected, but you will be celebrated. Absolute madness. So that is why the RICO racketeering case is taking place in Georgia. They are actually the ones racketeering in a criminal enterprise to steal elections. And it continues. Now, remember, those briefcases full of ballots, that was all pre-planned. That was there for the Freemans to, to take out and start rescanning and scanning it over. They stopped because they saw how much they were losing by. And then it just had to stuff enough ballots, ballots, not votes, ballots to give Joe Biden the win. They prepare these things ahead of time. They've got CIA operatives. They've got 
intelligence operatives that are helping them plan them and execute this. And that's what we saw happen this week in Fulton County. When they uploaded to the system the indictment while the grand jury was still deliberating and hadn't even, I think, convened yet. Once again, an absolute sign that it was all planned. It is a plot and it's a very precise and fairly well orchestrated one. Well orchestrated to the fact where we saw the Freemans actually do that. That's never been refuted. They just gave some, oh, some excuses and that was it. Now, a Fox reporter actually confronted Fonnie Willis on the court leak matching the indictment that was actually released. Can you clarify in Georgia uh, the mandatory minimum when it comes to RICO charges, whether it's serviceable by probation or how that might play out? Any contact? Um, there was earlier today, there was a fictitious document, according to the Fulton County Clerk's Office, that was circulated online with charges against former President Donald Trump. Those, that fictitious document uh, matched exactly the charges that we now see in this indictment. Can you tell us more about that document leak? Uh, because now you have the former president's lawyers who are saying that this is emblematic of a serious problem with your office. No, I can't tell you anything about um, what you refer to. What I can tell you is that we had a grand jury here in Fulton County. They deliberated till almost 8 o'clock, if not right after 8 o'clock. An indictment was returned. It was true billed, and you now have an indictment. Um, I am not an expert on clerks duties um, or even administrative duties. I wouldn't know how to work that system and so I'm not going to speculate. Next question. Have you had any contact with this? I'm not going to speculate. I love how the speculators all, all of a sudden don't want to speculate when they're caught. Now folks, uh, it was laughable the excuse that finally came out from the clerk. Fulton uh, County Clerk has a statement on the document mishap calling it a trial run gone awry. Isn't that something? Fulton County, the office of the Fulton County Clerk of Superior Magistrate Courts announces a media outlet utilizing the Fulton County Press uh, obtained a docket sheet and shared it with other media outlets who then released a sample working document related to the former United States President Donald Trump. Upon learning of the mishap, Fulton County Clerk of Superior uh, immediately removed the document and issued correspondence notifying the media that a fictitious document was in circulation and no indictment had been returned by the grand jury. Well, of course not. We just uh, saw Fonnie Willis saying that they deliberated until 8 or 9 o'clock, and that was what, 8, 9, 10, 12 hours after the fictitious document that matches exactly the actual document was uploaded. They, think, they honestly believe people to, to buy this crap. Actually, I don't think they even care. They're getting away with crime after crime after crime. What do they care? We, we we saw Ruby Freeman and her daughter stuffing ballots in. Nothing happened to them. And then they get a presidential uh, medal. I think it was a freedom or something like that. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't remember exactly what it was. And then they go on to say, in anticipation of issues that arise with entering a potentially large indictment, they uh, Alexander the county clerk used charges that pre-exist in Odyssey to test the system and conduct a trial run. 
a pre-existing document that matched exactly the document that was official just six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours later. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, totally believable, totally believable. Unfortunately, the sample working document led to the docketing of what appeared to be an indictment, but which was in fact only a fictitious docket sheet. Because the media has access to the documents before they are published, and while it may have appeared that something official had occurred because the document bore a case number and a filing date, it did not include a signed true or no bill, nor an official stamp with Plurk Alexander's name, therefore, uh, thereby making the document unofficial um, and a test sample only. Isn't that something? With a straight face, they tell that to America. Now, you recall the first thing they said, oh, it's not official because it doesn't have a case number and a name and the name of the judge. And then when all that was released that, yeah, it does have all that stuff. Oh, oh, but it didn't have the official seal. And it was just a working document, fictitious document. Okay, let's get over to uh, to the, the reign of tyranny as pointed out by Matt Gates. One of the things that she's going after Matt Gates for is telling people to watch One American News. Well, I just showed you the One American News, the OAN, one of the segments they ran on the Freemans. You, you see how this is all coordinated, folks? This is all. This is a conspiracy fact, not a conspiracy theory, that Georgia had the rigging operation down pat. Everything from who was going to be the operatives to how they're going to cover for those operatives how those operatives were going to be later uh, rewarded. And now anyone who watched America, One American News, who exposed it at length at that time, they're no longer on satellite. Last time I checked, they're on satellite television. Am I wrong? If I'm wrong, please correct me down below. My understanding is that Newsmax went through, but they were able to get back on uh, on satellite. But One American News is not. They're just a, a shadow of their former selves. That's their punishment for exposing the truth. True tyranny. True Marxist despotic tyranny that we're living underneath. And now they're going after Trump. And one of the things they're saying as part of the conspiracy is that he had, he had people look at... Uh, he told people to watch One American News. Remember the Sololinsky playbook is accuse your opponent of what you're actually guilty of. They actually have the conspiracy. They actually were the ones stealing the election. So let's go after Trump for pointing that out. Here's Matt Gates on Newsmax. Places that uh, we've got to assert Congress's equities here, uh, including getting these prosecutors to provide their communication with the Department of Justice, which we, we have reason to believe exists, but we haven't had the opportunity to review. And uh, though I know they're your competitor, I have to note this uh, finally to you guys. Uh, Act 22 in the indictment alleges that on December 23rd, President Trump told people to watch One America News Network. Now, I know they're your competitor, but I think we would all agree that watching One America News shouldn't be a crime. That, 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 that asserting that as criminal, uh, I think, points to how blatantly political this endeavor is. Congressman, you know, we, we just had Sebastian Gorka on. He talked about how the, the judges did not look 
uh, at evidence in, in the 2020 challenges. I wanted to get your take on that. Uh, here at Newsmax, we obviously accept the election results as legal and final. Okay, so when America News watching them is criminal because they made a case that the election was stolen, something that you heard Newsmax right there uh, was quick to say so they can stay on cable, it's final and legal. Now, the censorship is continuing. We've got this from the Daily Caller. Biden administration is pushing Supreme Court to rule against red state laws blocking online censorship. Joe Biden's administration in a Monday amicus brief pushed the Supreme Court to rule against Republican-led states' laws that prevent online censorship. In other words, the Joe Biden administration wants to be able to censor Americans. How, How come other people don't feel the same way I do, that these are treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards. They're treasonous and traitorous against our Constitution, not against President Trump, but against we the people and the Constitution that they supposedly have sworn to uphold. Florida and Texas have enacted laws to stop big tech platforms from censoring content due to viewpoint, and the Biden administration asked for the Supreme Court to review them, according to the brief. Specifically, the Biden administration requested for the Supreme Court to rule against states' laws in favor of social media companies' right to censor. The platform's content moderation activities are protected by the First Amendment. U.S. Solicitor General Elizabeth Prologer wrote in the Biden administration's brief, given the torrent of content created on the platforms, one of their central functions is to make choices about which content will be displayed to which users, in which form, and in which order. Of course, we all know that, again, the conspiracy that the Biden administration and the Democrats have been pressuring social media content, what is allowable and what's not. That is totally against the Constitution and the principles that we used to hold dear. Uh, let me uh, let let's get to this uh, real quick. I'm not a subscriber over at the New York Times. I uh, was, but I stopped giving them my money. Judge on Trump case once worked under Fonnie Willis. Isn't that interesting? The fact that Mr. McAfee worked under Miss Willis, a Democrat, might provide an opening for critics of the investigation, but Mr. McAfee has also conservative bona fides. While at the University of Georgia's law school, he was a vice president of the Federalist Society, a conservative law group, and was a treasurer of the Law of Republicans, which is described as serving conservative, moderate, and libertarian law students, according to rosters of student officers. He graduated in 2013. So this is uh, Mr. McAfee, who worked under Fonnie Willis, and he is the... Uh, also, uh, he is the Trump case judge. But don't be fooled by this, folks. We've seen with Raps, uh, with with uh, with Rat Bassettberger, Secretary of State Raffensperger, and Georgia Governor Republican Governor Kemp. They are part of the rigging operation and the cover up. If you don't uh, believe me, what was the first thing that? made news after President Trump said that on Monday he's going to have, uh, let me review uh, for you what President Trump said he's going to have for us. Uh, He had truthed out the other day the following. 
A large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud which took place in Georgia is almost complete and will be presented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday of next week in Bedminster, New Jersey. Based on the results of this conclusive report, all charges should be dropped against me and others. There will be a complete exoneration. They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. Well, one of the people involved in the rigging, of course, was Governor Kemp. And he has replied, the 2020 election in Georgia was not stolen. For, for nearly three years now, anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forward under oath and proven anything in a court of law. Our elections in Georgia are secure, accessible, and fair, and will continue to be as long as I am governor. The future of our country is at stake in 2024, and that must be our focus. 2020 election rigging in Georgia is past the gold standard. It is the platinum standard. Uh, by the way, you can question the elections as long as it's not against Joe Biden. A reminder, as Mia Cathal over at Town Hall, why isn't stolen election conspiracy, uh, conspir- conspirator Stacey Abrams behind jail? If anything, the fourth indictment against President uh, Donald Trump proves that a grand jury can could indict a ham sandwich, but would normally be protected under the Constitution, such as questioning election results, requesting phone numbers, and encouraging voters to watch TV is not considered conspiratorial. But the question is, uh, why isn't this person being indicted? I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. But I didn't lose. I got the votes. And I don't want to go on and kill our brain cells with any more of Stacey Abrams, but you get the idea. This is a five-minute and 20-second video of all the time Stacey Abrams said that she won the elections, but she's free as a bird. The irony, of course, is that this is in the same state in which they are going after President Trump. What are your thoughts, folks? Is this a conspiracy theory or a conspiracy fact And are the Republicans in Georgia in on the operation? And are people like Governor Kemp and Raffensperger still in on and part of the Georgia rigging of the 2020 elections? Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this, we have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the powers. 